Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. Welcome to the show. Where we talk all things cryptid. Sasquatch. Aliens. Hauntings. And anything paranormal you would like to share with us. You can reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. So settle in, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Cryptid Crossroads 505. We're back here doing it once again. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CCR 505 studios right. here in the windy, hot Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's right. It's been, it's been the weekend with the heat wave that's rolling through, and man, do you feel it. Yeah, you do. And uh, I felt a few sprinkles, but uh, with that wind, it's just blowing everything away. It is. Uh, ooh, uh, blowing, huh? Yep. I was kind of hoping we'd get some rain so it'll situate things in the forest and hopefully they'll open it back up. But. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I've been praying for a lot of rain. Well, two reasons. For one, yes, so we could get back up to the forest. The second one is because I'm kind of addicted to turning my faucet, you know, and water coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's a big one. Uh, people don't know about uh, here in the southwest how scarce water really is. It is. And we, that's why, I mean, it's it's your choice, but I see these people have the big lawns and stuff. I'm like, know. man, you know how much water that's wasting? Just yeah, so- they, they don't have a clue. And you know, grass is a, it's a water-thirsty plant. So, you know, if you're going to have a lush grass, you're going to water twice, three times a day. Yep. And, you know, we just can't do that out here, not in the West. We live in the desert, people. Yeah, so. and... Uh, I guess the Sasquatch likes the desert. I guess they do. Anyway, we're going to talk about squatches tonight again. But before we do, we're going to give our shout out and our toast to you. To you. And this is Sasquatch pheromone. Oh. Oh, So if we put it in the trees, it'll attract them for a few days. That's right. How about if we drink it? A month, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, you know, when we go to the forest and mark our territory, then they'll smell it. Mm, tonda. No, tonda <laughs> raka. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Woo. All right. I, th- I think mine was Bigfoot urine. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Is that why it's a little burning going down? <laughs> I've tasted this before. <laughs> Tastes a bit nutty. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we'll start it off. Uh, we're a little early uh, as far as uh, Expedition Bigfoot goes. I can't talk about the latest episode because that's not till tomorrow morning. Right. But what I can talk about is, and, and we've mentioned it before, but I, I read an article uh, on the internet about gene therapy, and I didn't realize that Gene therapy, you know, uh, mapping the human genome and when it started, it started in the early 50s. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people think it's relatively new, but they've been they've been working on gene therapy since the early 40s, 50s. And um, at times, you know, I, I thought, you know, because because of what people say that the squatches are part human right. and part ape, you know, I thought, wow, you know, uh, was it UFOs or somewhere down the line there they mixed and I always think about gene therapy 
And I thought, well, maybe, you know, in the 40s, because what? It wasn't until like the 50s when the first Bigfoot, you know, got got uh, well, that, recognition. That's when the, the term Bigfoot was coined. It was coined. And that's when they were uh, in California, they were logging the... Right, the forest, and uh, and that's probably when the first uh, non-native came across tracks right. or or recorded event. Anyway, when he went to the news and stuff. Right, and, but back to it, and then I started thinking, well, could this be uh, like the dogman? Is it a hybrid that gene splicing took place? But then you know, I think back, and you hit where I was <coughs> going with this. It it can't be because if we go back through history, all the tribes for hundreds of years, they have their folklore about these creatures in the forest right and uh i i there's just been a few things that been running through my mind because uh of course the rna technology and if any of you are not familiar with with crispr which is a gene editing tool um it's real con controversial today because you know we could develop kids that are <coughs> blue eyes blonde hair even though the parents ain't they could slice and insert those genes into them and, you know, they really look at it for the betterment of mankind. But I'm like, couldn't we possibly use it for malicious intentions, too, like to create hybrid creatures and whatnot? Right, right. Now, they're saying they're trying to use it for the betterment of mankind. Uh, certain genes, certain traits for people. Isn't right. that what Adolf Hitler wanted? That's what exactly what he wanted to do. And, you know, uh, up in Dulce, they always have a lot of Bigfoot sightings in that reservation and in, in those woodlands too but we know that we've talked about the dulce bases up there and uh the the levels i was reading another article that said you know the six levels and <coughs> the government working with the aliens you had to have special clearance to get to the fifth and the sixth level and they were saying that the sixth level of that base is where a lot of this gene editing and uh, experiments were going on you know where creatures were being mixed and even humans they were saying there was there were human genetic experiments going on down there and uh you know it's all theory uh i don't know anyone that has actually seen it uh, or i should say i don't know anyone close to me that i would give credibility to right. but many people have said they've seen it but you know i just was thinking you know Right now, gene splicing. Do you think there's a connection there between uh, when they started gene splicing and maybe the Bigfoot? Or that's what I was thinking because of the human DNA in it. And uh, but um, like you said, Native American folklore goes back. These creatures supposedly been here as long as the Native Americans. And and that's that's what throws that's what throws a hook into my uh, theory right. and yanks it out of the water. Um, but no, lately gene splicing's been on my mind because I know it's a big topic. And I, I know that we're doing it. Uh, my son recently sent me an article that talks about uh, Yale University, the, the uh, what's it called where they study the brain? Uh, neurology. The neurology department there uh, recently uh, reactivated a, a dead pig's brain for like up to 36 hours. Now they said they, they don't think it had consciousness, but they reactivated it with what they called brain X and uh, it started functioning. The The brain started metabolizing sugars, the cells and everything. But they said, but there was no consciousness or they would have added a sedative. And, you know, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's that's playing God. And 
That's, that's some Dr. Frankenstein stuff. And that's what this article said. It's Dr. Frankenstein stuff. But I just, I just always think because, you know, people say they look so human and whatnot. I'm like, well, I, I don't know where to go back to see where the crossbred went or was it truly alien technology that let's take it back to the Anunnaki because you, they talk about stories, you know, uh, in, in the... I, like, what's the tablets that hold uh, the story of Gilgamesh? Cuneiform. The cuneiform tablets in Sumeria, which talk about, you know, one of these uh, ancient gods, or, or I, I want to say Gilgamesh, but it's not, or is it Gilgamesh that had a hairy friend, and he was a hairy friend that lived in, in the wilderness. And, you know, supposedly those are the ones that came and spliced the DNA and made us who we are now. That's that's right. that's uh, pushing the envelope if you're a Christian because of right. course you're no you know we're created by God in the garden Adam and Eve but you know it you got to take everything with a grain of salt but it's it's right. out there and it's right. written in in cuneiform right. uh, and who knows then <clears throat> I'm sure you're familiar with the the I seen the movie I know there's a book the island of Doctor Moreau yeah and uh, he he was <clears throat> trying to create hybrids human animal um, and like we said, with these movies, uh, maybe there's a grain of truth to some of them. You know, they, they got the idea somewhere. That's, I always say movies get the idea from somewhere. And, uh, you know, whether it be a story, but then that story got an, the idea from somewhere. So, right. You know, and uh, nothing new under the sun. If it's been done in the past, it's going to be done in the future. Right. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. We just go in circles and cycles and regurgitate everything that we've previously learned and are learning. But no, I just was really thinking about gene splicing. But I, I also uh, wanted to watch the new Bigfoot documentary, and I just haven't had time. Now, I'm a little leery because it's about nothing but eyewitness accounts. Yeah, those are, I, I watched a few of those. Yeah. Those are hard to sit all the way through. They are, because it's just on eyewitness accounts. Now, I could take an eyewitness account, a short clip here and there, but yeah. that whole documentary where that's it and no uh, no hard evidence, no uh, you know proof, nothing they picked up on their own. Right, I'm like, uh, you're not showing me any territory that you're scouting, anything. Right, and you're not, you don't have any, uh, even audio. Right. No, it's a... Uh, it's a touchy subject, but you know we're we're always talking about it. We're on right. it now. I, I've mentioned this in the past. I've been watching that uh, Alaskan killer Bigfoot. Right. Okay. Now that uh, for some reason it's hard for me to get an episode through the episode because of my work and stuff. I fall asleep. So right. last days off, I, I sat and I watched a few more. I watched the one where Ron Moorhead went out there and uh, oh yeah, last the calls. I did see that. And one. Uh, that was crazy. They were getting stuff thrown at them. Right. And then the the following episode. They have the idea, uh, there's this tree, a huge tree in the forest, and they think it has significance to uh, Bigfoot, or they have a name for it, the Alaskans, I forget what it is. I don't remember either. But, but anyway, uh, it, this tree, it's a huge tree in the middle of the forest where it's all scratched up mm -hmm. and stuff, and they think it has uh, some kind of uh, relevance with Bigfoot. And uh, a lot of the folklore says Bigfoot lives in trees, and that's why when they're trying to settle that, what, Port Hook? Poor, yeah, poor hook. poor hook. That's why they got driven out because they were cutting down trees. They were logging. All right. So one of their things was they were going to build a little structure to see how they react. Right. And they had the idea to put a tree stand up 
close to that big tree. Well, I mean, let's look at the one of the recent episodes we talked about on uh, Expedition Bigfoot. Those images, the thermals that they got that were hot, they were in trees. Right. You know, and uh, so the theory of that they don't hang out in trees, I think that's blown out of the water. Um, I do think that these creatures, even though they're big and, you know, possibly a, a thousand pounds, 800 pounds, 700 pounds, a, a good strong tree could still house them. Easy. And, and maybe they're so, you know, so strong and athletic that they could bounce from one tree to a tree that's maybe five, seven feet away, still as strong and just jump to that one, just like the, you right. know, chim- chimpanzees do, and, man. And with their size, it wouldn't really be a jump, more of a step. It'd be, yeah, because they're so big and so powerful. Yeah. But anyway, on that on that uh, killer Alaskan Bigfoot, he was in the tree stand by himself, and he started hearing tree snaps and wood knocks all around him. Right. And then right under him, something walking, and it sounded like he was dragging a chain. Right. This dude was, he was out of his mind with fear. Oh, I, I think, and I don't blame him. He, he was saying, he was almost crying. He's like, I, I got to get down, I got to get out of here. And he finally got down, and that thing followed him, and it just cuts to the next morning and he starts talking about what happened and he said i'm not even sure if i made it back to camp last night wow wow now it's uh it's interesting um i, I don't know uh i know that i looked at another map and i guess we got to get up to the pacific northwest because that's where we're going to stand our best chance to get some real good interaction it's uh, right you know, like like we've talked about, there's a lot of unexplored land, and you got to be the lucky one. But good God, there are tons of sightings up right. in that area. Now, in in this area, I think it's a little different. I think there's more sightings here than people think. I think a lot of them go un uh, unreported. Unreported, yeah, I, I I believe so. Because just looking uh, up by Farmington, Lower Fruitland, uh, the San Juan River Basin, that's supposed to be a hot spot. But uh, if you look on the map, it, you know, it, there, it's not, it's not nothing. riddled with uh, sightings. No. But like I said, I, I don't think the BFRO or whoever compiles these maps really takes New Mexico serious when it comes to Bigfoot sightings. No. Because they think, oh, they're in the desert. What, what are they talking about? Maybe they just saw a, a mangy dog. <laughs> no, and I haven't seen the footage, but I did hear, you know, of, of uh, their, the little Navajo casino out there, satellite casino. And uh, <clears throat> supposedly they got footage of them going through the, the dumpsters. Right. But Yeah, I haven't seen that either, but I've heard the same thing. And uh, even here, uh, in our, we have areas here that are spotty with a thick forest, especially around the Continental Divide, and <clears throat> there's always been sightings there. Always. And I think they are nomadic. I, I think, you know, they do set, settle down for a time in places, but... I think we're not going to see too many sightings because of the fires here. I, I really think the fires are going to chase them out for a bit. Right, but do you think the fires got any of them? That, well, like we talked about, I don't think so. I think these creatures are, they have intelligence. If they smell the fire, they know. But 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 also there's been uh, other reports, like in other forests, where the fire has got them. Well, well in, in that, it was like during the Mount St. Helens eruption, we, while well, we know that, you know, they couldn't escape that. Right. That was just too, too quick. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, that's, that's another one of those uh, theoretical questions. Did the fire get them? Or, uh, I don't know, man. 
Yep, I'd, I'd like to be up there scouting around, but we can't get anywhere near yeah. that. So I guess if we find some uh, hot shots that were fighting the fire up there, we'll just have to ask them, hey, man, by the way, did you guys see any Bigfoots? Yep, <laughs> any charred creatures. Right, were they running out? Right, and then, <coughs> and like you said, uh, they're, they're probably intelligent enough to get out of there, but like with any animal, any species, there's always the old and sick that don't move as fast. And that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, so I, I no, I just something to think about because people have posed that question to me, and I'm like, I don't know. I would yeah. think they're smart enough to get out of there, but like, you know, a, the, a foot injury, right? something. The, the injured ones that can't move as fast, you're right. and it, it, It's possible. Um, so if you're listening and you're uh, a firefighter up in that area and you've seen one, let us know, man. Yep, let us know because we've, we've come across stories on the internet about firefighters or after the Mount St. Helens when they've right. been looking for them. Yep. Yeah. These, um, and I read an article. I don't know if you kind of heard the same thing, but uh, there was, uh, I guess it was a tourist boat going through one of the rivers. And I, I don't know if it was in Colorado or where. But they looked off in the distance, and they, they swear there was one swimming across the river, and they saw it going right through the wake behind the boat. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I've also uh, seen pictures. I, I don't know if they're authentic or not. You, you just don't know when you get them off the Internet. But right. Up north in Colorado, they have the Toltec, uh, Toltec Railway. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it goes around Durango, and it makes a nice loop. It's, it's pretty. It's a, a scenic route. And uh, there's pictures of one off the side of the tracks there. I did see that picture. And it's like walking down in the valley. Yep. But see, that's, that's not far fetched. <clears throat> if you've ever been to Colorado, uh, up in the Rockies in that area, right. it's thick. And uh, I've seen uh, several uh, videos caught in the Colorado. I don't, I, w- I don't want to say it's the same area, but in Colorado. And one of them was uh, when they hit the Bigfoot and they're backing up. They're filming the reverse camera, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He comes them. running after him. Yeah. Now, now the one on the Toltec Railway, uh, the one going through Colorado, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet money that that's genuine. Yeah. Um, lately, I've been seeing going around on Facebook some of the pictures that, and they're posting it, and and these are really good pictures of, uh, you know, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call it, and they're saying, is this clear enough? It's not blurry. Do you believe now? Yeah. Have you seen some of those? I've seen some of them, yeah. And I'm like, man, some of them are really good. I'm like, Phew. Yeah. I don't know, man. We're just going to have to find them and take our own footage. We are. We are. And, you know, because everyone says, oh, it's they're all fake because all the pictures are blurry. Well, could, they could be blurry because when someone sees something like this, they get the shit scared out of them and they're not, they're going to shake. Right. So you're not going right, to, you're right. not going to take a clear picture. Or, or sometimes it happens so fast you can't even pull out your camera, your right. phone. Yeah. No, I, I, I know what it's like. Uh, there'll be times I'm um, driving through the forest or even on my way to work and I see something I want to take a picture of, but I'm past it like that. Right. <clears throat> Well, I got handed off a book today. Uh, it's right there by you. And this book, it's written by Max, Max Brooks. Brooks. He's the author of World War Z, and my brother-in-law lent this to me. And it's called Devolution. Like we said, we don't get paid for pushing this stuff. And uh, I'm going to read it. And I was, I was kind of reading the cover, and, you know, it seems like it's going to be an interesting read. Um, and 
I'll let you know what I think about it once I get through it. I don't want to spoil it and read the cover to you. You could look it up yourself. But it says, the Bigfoot thriller you don't know you needed in your life. And one of the greatest horror novels I've ever read. So I'm going to put that to the test. And once I finish it, you know, we'll talk about it. Right. And and, uh, I got some reading material also lined up. (laughs) (laughs) And that one's called... Do penguins play? How do penguins play? Yeah, how do penguins play? And I'll answer that next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But no, I'm interested to read this book. My brother-in-law said it was good, so I'm going to check it out and um, form my own opinion. Right, right. And just as you should. (laughs) Right. Never take anything for granted, whether it's uh, from us, from the media, from uh, social media, from YouTube. Uh, of, of course, a lot of these videos are interesting, but get out there and check out things for yourself. I've noticed some of the biggest skeptics never leave their living room. No, no, they don't. It's like uh, uh, quarterback, couch quarterbacks, yeah, armchair, armchair quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, but but on that note, Max Brooks, if you want to sponsor us and, uh, you know, by all means, we'll push out your novel as much as we can. But <laughs> Right. Yeah. All it's going to take is a, a cabin up in the woods. <laughs> or... For now, we'd be happy with a tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> right? Gas is so crazy. How do they expect us to go squatching if we can't afford the gas? Right. And look at us. We're not going to walk up in there. <laughs> That's right. No, not us. No sirree, Bob. <laughs> Maybe 20-some years ago, but not today. Right. Right. Now, um, yeah, but getting back to that gene splicing, right. I've, I've, I've always been curious about that because I have heard the stories about us being seated or, you know, like Sasquatch being, having human DNA. And I've always thought, well, how do we know we don't have Sasquatch DNA? Right. And I mean, uh, I've seen the meme where it says you're not ready for this and it shows an alien and a chimp. And I guess they spliced and that's where the human came from. And that's why we're uh, 99% similar to chimps. Yeah, to the chimpanzees. That's right. Um, you know what was what were they saying that that there is one one I don't I can't remember but it's one cell that were different from uh, from the chimps and it has a specific name I'm, I'm gonna have to reread that article but you know you know me I mean if you listen to the podcast you know I'm scatterbrained I read good material but I forget to take notes all right there you I go. get all excited and say oh I gotta talk about this well, yeah we, we just we watch good documentaries or we'll read a good book but there we go with the notes right and and this gene splicing it's it's a lot about the RNA you know we got DNA but RNA is what builds the DNA and uh, that's what they're developing vaccines off today. That's why they come out of the market so quick, because they're using the RNA. And people are saying, well, we need to get back to uh, doing live cultures and developing vaccines the old way. And uh, I hate to tell you people, but it, that day's gone. Right. RNA is a new technology because they have these gene splicing tools where, you know, they're, they're looking and they're, they're wanting to be able to go into the womb and as a baby's forming splice the dna because of the mother and father's history of what diseases may possibly be carried on hereditary and they want to eradicate them and and what this allows is they cut out the bad genes that they find that are going to cause these and they insert the good genes and those good genes will create the other cells throughout the body to 
reproduce these these cells which won't have the disease and it's it's just crazy if you right. get into this it it really is scientific yeah. uh to me, they're tampering with something they shouldn't. Right. And you know what? Uh, what comes to my mind is a horror movie. They're going to start tampering with these unborn children, and then we're going to have uh, these children that are born without a conscience. And, right. you know, well, and they don't know the difference between good and bad. Well, you know, that was another thing that they were talking about, you know, uh, like cloning, they're saying. Because we, we do have the capability to clone today, but they're like, does a clone have a soul? Is it going to be... Uh, you know, knowing right from wrong, have a conscience, just like you said. Um, right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just want to clone five more of me so I could stay home and send them to work. Right. Imagine if all five of them had jobs. You could drive your big truck anywhere. Right. <laughs> if all five of them had jobs like I have, how you doing? All right. <laughs> well, one's going to take over your permanent job. One's going to work at the dispensary. Right. One's going to work at the brewery. That's right. One's going to deliver pizzas. <laughs> right. And and uh, I'll just walk in and say, put it on his tab. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a uh, it's scary what they're doing out there with this uh, gene editing. But but that makes that it does make me think about you know how everyone says, well, we were seeded from the aliens and i'm thinking well if we were you know and the squatches were here with these tribes for hundreds of years well, did did they seed them as well and right you know i'm like uh did they take some of us and then seed them with maybe at that time a gigantopithecus that was alive and and here we have squatches now roaming the earth uh, you know and uh, why our species survived and neanderthal didn't i don't know because they say they said we were we were more willing to share technology and tools and and they said it, they think Neanderthal was you know solely to their south and didn't really want to share but they did say because of the brain capacity they believed they were smarter than us and we know they were more robust more powerful than us right you know so now <clears throat> that brings an interesting point to me because you according to them they were smarter than us. Right. But back then, how smart were we really? Well, I don't think we really were. Well, maybe uh, they were smart enough to be able to use a stick to pick up ants and eat them. Maybe. That could have been the difference, and it, we weren't that smart. It could have been. But, you know, they just look and they say because of the brain capacity in a Neanderthal skull, you know, and that brings me back to gene slicing or because Neanderthals had the robust features, big eyebrows and protruding nose like an ape. And, you know, is, is this the human DNA or whatnot that a Squatch came from, you know? Possibly, yes. You know, there's, there's so many avenues that you could take that you'll drive yourself crazy thinking right. about it. Right. And, and I think uh, these Neanderthals had these big brains, uh, more capacity, supposedly smarter than us. Right. But that don't mean they used them to full capacity. That, and we don't know because we weren't there. Uh, scientists, they, they dig up stuff and most of it's uh, theory, right. speculation. Well, well, we don't use our brain to full capacity. Right, right. Some of us don't use it at all. <laughs> right. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, there's so many rabbit holes that I could go down and take you with me. Uh, but I don't know if you'll want to go because you may never come back up. Right. It's like the Matrix. It is. Now, 
you were talking about uh, <clears throat> these these underground bases in Dulce, and right. supposedly when you go down deep, that's where the aliens are, and they're working with us as as far as uh, splicing. Right now, are, you think the aliens are kind of keeping us in check? Because if we have something that works, oh, let's clone something. And they're like. Hold on, hold on. Yep. You know we've seen it go bad before, so right. just hold on. Let's do more yeah, testing. That, well, they could they could probably be you know uh, the regulator saying no. This is you know the technology you're getting, and like people said, as we work with them, they release some of their technology to us slowly, slowly, and it's up to us to perfect it. But are they there to guide us? Possibly. It depends. It, it depends on the species because you hear of the different types of races that are right. visiting this earth. Some are malicious, some are not. Now, that brings back another point. Are they trying to splice with us so maybe their, this planet is more inhabitable to, for their race? Well, and, and that's another theory. They said, you know, that we already have ETs living among us, and uh, that's what they're doing. They're, when you hear of abductions and the people saying, well, they took my my ovaries my eggs or my sperm and and you know they think that that is a a harvesting right uh tool and that they are creating their own unique race and seeding the earth with it, it you know if you ever watched uh, uh the movie uh with mel uh mal gibson signs. Uh, not signs uh oh uh braveheart <clears throat> When the king of England, right, when the Scots are talking to him, when the wife comes back after meeting uh, the Scots, you know, Mel Gibson in the woods, and and uh, the son says, well, did you bring the money back? She said, no, I gave it to the poor and the orphans for the suffering. And the dad says, you know, it goes on, and he says, well, if we can't fight them out with war, then we'll breed them out. Yeah. So, you know, if you think about that, that's how Hitler wanted to do it. And, you know, maybe he got his ideas from the aliens because uh, they said he worked with the aliens right. or not maybe not him, but his top officials. That's why they have the, the Glock, the bell. Right. So, you know, if you can't. Win them with war, you breed them out. We have a cousin that's trying to breed them out. He is trying to breed them out. <laughs> Only he's he's devolving. Going the, yeah, they're going the wrong way. He's not evolving. He's devolving. Oh God, those poor children. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, we get off topic. We go down the rabbit hole, and we're glad to take you with us. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the rabbit hole we jumped down tonight. So, stay tuned for more. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.